You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. Entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. Gautama Buddha, born approximately 563 BC and died approximately 480 BC also known as Siddhartha Gautama, or simply the Buddha. After the title of Buddha was an aesthetic and a stage whose teaching on Buddhism was founded. He is believed to have lived and taught mostly in the eastern part of ancient India, sometimes between the sixth and fourth centuries. Gautama taught a middle way between sensual indulgences and severe asceticism found in the Ramana movement, common in his region. He later taught throughout other regions of eastern India such as Magadha and Kosala. Gautama is the primary figure in Buddhism he is recognized by Buddhists as an enlightened teacher who attained full Buddhahood and shared his insights to help sentient beings end rebirth and suffering. Accounts of his life, discourses, and monastic rules are believed by Buddhists to have been summarized after his death and memorized by his followers. Various collections of teachings attributed to him were passed down by oral tradition and first committed to writing about 400 years later. Scholars are hesitant to make unqualified claims about the historical facts of the Buddha's life. Most accept that he lived, taught, and founded a monastic order during the Mahajanapada era during the reign of Bimbisara. 
which was around 558 BC, who was the ruler of Magadha Empire and died during the early years of the reign of Anjatasuratu, who was the successor of Bimsasara, thus making him a younger contemporary of Mahavara, the Jain Tirthankara. Apart from the Vedic Brahmins, the Buddha's lifetime coincided with the flourishing of influential Ramanan schools of thought like Jivaka, Karvaka, Jainism, and Anjana. Brahmajala Sutta records 62 such schools of thought. It was also the age of influential thinkers like Mahariva, Puruna, Kasapa, Makali Gosala, and Jita Keskambali, Pakaduha Kakayana, and Sanjay Belapatu, as recorded in Samananala Fala Sutta, whose viewpoints the Buddha most certainly must have been acquainted with. Indeed, two of the foremost disciples of Buddha were formerly the foremost disciples of Sanjaya, the skeptic. And Pali Canon frequently depicts Buddha engaging in debate with adherent of rival schools of thoughts. Thus, Buddha was just one of the many Ramana philosophers of that time. There is also evidence to suggest that the two masters, Arala Kalama and Udaka Ramaputta, were indeed historical figures, and they mostly probably taught Buddha two different forms of meditative techniques. While the general sequence of birth, maturity, renunciation, search, awakening, and liberation, teaching, death, is widely accepted. There is a less consensus on the veracity of many details contained in the traditional biographies. The times of Gautama's birth and death are uncertain. Most historians of the early 20th century dated his lifetime as circa 563 BC to 483 BC. More recently, his death is dated later, between 411 BC and 400 BC. While at a symposium on this question held in 1988, the majority of those who presented definite opinion gave the dates within 20 years earlier of either side of 400 BC for the Buddha's death. These alternative chronologies, however, have not been accepted by all historians. The evidence of the early tests suggests that Siddhartha Gautama was born in the Shakya clan, a community that was on the periphery, both geographically and culturally, of the Eastern Indian subcontinent in the fifth century BC. 
It was either a small republic or an oligarchy, and his father was an elected chieftain or oligarch, according to the Buddhist tradition. Gautama was born in Lumbuni, now modern-day Nepal, and raised in the Sharkya capital of Kapovastu, which may have been either in what is present-day Talaurkot, Nepal, or Piparawa, India. He obtained his enlightenment in Bodhagaya, gave his first sermon in Sarnath and died in Kushinagar. No written records about Gautama were found from his lifetime or some centuries thereafter. One edict of Asaka, who reigned from circa 269 BC to 232 BC, commemorates the emperor's pilgrimage to the Buddha's birthplace in Lumbini. Another one of his edicts mentions the titles of several Dhamma texts, establishing the existence of a written Buddhist tradition, at least by the lifetime of the Maria era. These texts may be the precursors of the Pali Canon. The oldest surviving Buddhist manuscripts are the Gandharan Buddhist texts reported to have been found in or around Hada near Jalalabad in eastern Afghanistan and are now preserved in the British Library. They are written in the Gandahar language using the Karasithi script on 27 birch bark manuscripts and date from the first century BC to the third century AD. The sources for the life of Siddhartha Gautama are a variety of different and sometimes conflicting traditional biographies. These include the Barihakarita, Lalitavistara Sutra, Mahavausta, and the Nidakanakatha. Of these, the Buddhikarita is the earliest full biography, an epic poem written by poet Asvagosa in the first century AD. The Lalitavistara Sutra is the next oldest biography, a Mahanya Sarvastada biography dating to the third century AD the Mahavastu from the Mahasagamakya Loka Taravada tradition is another major biography composed incrementally until perhaps the 4th century AD. The Dharma Guptaka biography of the Buddha is the most exhaustive and is entitled the Abhinskamarana Sutra, and various Chinese translations of this date back between the 3rd and 6th centuries AD. 
the Nidenkatha is from the Theravada tradition in Sri Lanka and was composed in the 5th century by Buddhaghosa. In the earliest Buddhist texts, the Nikayas and Agamas, the Buddha is not depicted as possessing omnipotent, nor is he depicted as being an internal transcendent being. The ideas of the Buddha's omniscience, along with his increasing tendency to defy him and his biography, are only found later in the Mahayan sutras and later Pali commentaries or texts, such as the Mahavastu. In the Sandaka Sutta, the Buddhist discipline disciple Anada outlines an argument against the claims of teachers who say they are all-knowing, while in the Tevagacha Sutta, the Buddha himself states that he never made a claim to being omniscient. Instead, he claims to have the higher knowledge. The earliest biographical material from the Pali Nikayas focuses on the Buddha's life as a Ramana in his search for enlightenment under various teachers and his 45-year career as a teacher. Traditional biographies of Gautama generally include numerous miracles, omens, and supernatural events. The character of the Buddha in these traditional biographies, biographies is often that of a fully transcendent and perfected being who is unencumbered by the mundane world. In the Mahavastu, over the course of many lives, Gautama is said to have developed a supra-mundane abilities, including a painless birth conceived without intercourse, no need for sleep, food, medicine, or bathing, although engaging in such inconformity with the world, omniscience, and the ability to suppress karma. Nevertheless, some of the more ordinary details of his life have been gathered from these traditional sources. In modern times, there has been an attempt to form a secular understanding of Siddhartha as Gautama's life by omitting the traditional supernatural elements of his early biographies. One researcher wrote, it is important to stress that despite modern Theravada teachings to the contrary, he was never seen as being merely human. For instance, he's often described as having the 32 major and 80 minor marks or signs of the Mahapurusa or Superman. The Buddha himself denied that he was either a man or a god and in the Mahaparina Bhabana Sutta, he states that he could live for an eon if he was asked to do so. 
the ancient Indians were generally unconcerned with chronologies, being more focused on the philosophy. Buddhist texts reflect his tendency, providing a clear picture of what Gautama may have taught than of the dates of their events in his life. These texts contain descriptions of the culture and daily life of ancient India, which can be corroborated from the Jain scriptures and makes the Buddhist time the earliest period in Indian history for which significant accounts exist. British authors write that although there is very little information that can be considered historically sound, we can be reasonably confident that Siddhartha Gautama did exist as a historical figure. Also, other scholars state that, that the most general outline of birth, maturity, renunciation, search, awakening, and liberation, teaching, death, must also be true. The Buddhist tradition regards Lumbini in present-day Nepal to be the birthplace of Buddha. He grew up in Kapilavustu. The exact site of ancient Kapilavustu is unknown at this time. It may have been either Piprawa, Uttar Pradesh, present-day India, or Talakarut, present-day Nepal. Both places belong to the Sakya territory and are located only 15 miles apart. Watama was born as Shatriya, the son of Sadanana, an elected chief of the Shakaya clan, whose capital was Kapilavustu, and who were later annexed by the growing kingdom of Kosala during the Buddha's lifetime. Gautama was the family name. His mother Maya, Sudha Hodana's wife, was a Kolian princess. Legend has it that on the night Siddhartha was conceived, Queen Maya dreamt that a white elephant with six white tusks entered her right side, and ten months later, Siddhartha was born. As was the Shakya tradition, when his mother Queen Maya became pregnant, she left Kaplavustu for her father's kingdom to give birth. However, her son is said to have been born on the way, at Lumbini, in a garden beneath a sal tree. On the day of Buddha's birth is widely celebrated in Theravada countries as Vesak. Buddha's birthday is called Buddha Purnima in Nepal, Bangladesh, and India, as he is believed to have been born on a full moon day. Various sources hold that the Buddha's mother died at his birth a few days or seven days later. The infant was given the name Siddhartha, 
meaning he who achieves his aim. During the birth celebrations, the hermit seer Asita journeyed from his mountain abode and announced that the child would either become a great king or a great sadhu. By traditional account, this occurred after Siddhartha placed his feet in Asita's hair and Asita examined the birthmarks. Sudhadana held a naming ceremony on the fifth day and invited eight Brahmin scholars to read the future. All gave a dual prediction that the baby would either become a great king or a great holy man. Kandanyana, the youngest and later to be the first arhat other than the Buddha, was reputed to be the only one who unequivocally predicted that Siddhartha would become a Buddha. While later tradition and legends characterize Sudhadana as hereditary monarch, the descendants of the Surya Vansha of Isafaku. Many scholars think that Sudahana was the elected chief of a tribal confederacy. Early texts suggest that Gautama was not familiar with the dominant religious teachings of his time until he left on his religious quest which is said to have been motivated by external concern for the human condition. The state of the Shakaya clan was not a monarchy, and it seems to have been structured either as an oligarchy or as a form of republic. The more egalitarian Ganasanaga form of government as a political alternative to the strongly hierarchical kingdoms may have influenced the development of the Ramanic Jain and Buddhist Sanghas, where monarchies tended towards Vendic Brahmanism. Siddhartha was brought up by his mother's younger sister, Maha Pajapati. By tradition, he is said to have been destined by birth to the life of a prince and had three palaces for seasonal occupation built for him. Although more recent scholarship doubts this status, his father said to be King Sodahandana, wishing for his son to be a great king, is said to have shielded him from religious teachings and from knowledge of human suffering. When he reached the age of 16, his father reputedly arranged his marriage to a cousin of the same age named Yasadhara. According to the traditional account, she gave birth to a son named Raula. Siddhartha is said to have spent 29 years as a prince in capital of Astu, although his father ensured that Siddhartha was provided with everything he could want or need, 
Buddhist scriptures say that the future Buddha felt that material wealth was not life's ultimate goal. At the age of 29, Siddhartha left his palace to meet his subjects. Despite his father's efforts to hide from him the sick, aged, and suffering, Siddhartha was said to have seen an old man. When his charioteer, Chana, explained to him that all people grow old, the prince went on further trips beyond the palace. On these he encountered a diseased man, a decaying corpse, and an ascetic. These depressed him, and he initially strove to overcome aging, sickness, and death by living the life of an ascetic. Accompanied by Chana and riding his horse, Gautama quit his palace for the life of a mendicant. It is said that the horse's hooves were muffled by the gods to prevent the guards from knowing of his departure. Gautama initially went to Rajagarha and began, began his ascetic life by begging for alms in the street. After King Bimbisara's men recognized Siddhartha and the king learned of this quest, Bimsara offered Siddhartha the throne. Siddhartha rejected the offer, but promised to visit his kingdom of Magadha first upon attaining enlightenment. He left Ragahaha and practiced under two hermit teachers of yogic meditation. After mastering the teachings of Alara Kalama, he was asked by Kalama to succeed him. However, Gautama felt unsatisfied by the practice and moved on to become a student of yoga with Udaka Ramapura. With him, he achieved high levels of meditative consciousness and was again asked to succeed his teacher, but once more he was not satisfied and again moved on. Siddhartha and a group of five companions led by Kunadinya are then said to have set out to take their austerities even further. They tried to find enlightenment through deprivation of worldly, worldly goods, including food, practicing self-mortification. After nearly starving himself to death by restricting his food intake to around a leaf or nut per day, he collapsed in a river while bathing and almost drowned. A village girl named Sujata gave him some mudha payasa, which is a rice pudding now also known as kheer, after which Siddhartha got back some en energy. Siddhartha began to reconsider his path. Then 
He remembered a moment in childhood in which he had been watching his father start the season's plowing. He attained a concentrated and focused state that was blissful and refreshing, the Jahana. According to the early Buddhist texts, after realizing that meditative jnana was the right path to awakening, but that extreme asceticism didn't work, Gautama discovered that Buddhists call the middle way, a path of moderation away from the extremes of self-indulgence and self-mortification, or the Noble Eightfold Path, as described in the Dhamma Kakpa Vantana Sutta, which is regarded as the first discourse of the Buddha. In a famous incident after becoming starved and weakened, he is said to have accepted milk and rice pudding from a village girl named Sujata. Such was his emancipated appearance that she wrongly believed him to be a spirit that had granted her a wish. Following this incident, Gautama was famously seated under a pipal tree, now known as the Bodhi tree, in Bodhi Gaya, India. When he vowed never to arise until he had found the truth, Kayudinya and four other pen companions, believing that he had abandoned his search and become undisciplined, left. After a reputed 49 days of meditation and at the age of 35, he is said to have attained enlightenment and became known as the Buddha or Awakened One. Buddha is also sometimes translated as the Enlightened One. According to some sutras of the Pali Canon, at the time of his awakening, he realized complete insight into the Four Noble Truths, thereby attaining liberation from samsara, the endless cycle of rebirth, suffering, and dying again. According to scholars, this story of awakening and the stress on liberating insight is a later development in Buddhist tradition where the Buddha may have regarded the practice of dhyana as leading to nirvana and moksha. Nirvana is the extinguishing of the fires of desire, hatred, and ignorance that keep the cycle of suffering and rebirth going. Nirvana is also regarded as the end of the world in that no personal identity or boundaries of the mind remain. In such a state, a being is said to possess the 10 characteristics belonging to every Buddha. According to the story in the Ayakan Sutta, a scripture found in the Pali and other canons, immediately after his awakening, the Buddha debated whether or not he should teach the Dharma to others. He was concerned that humans were so overpowered by ignorance, greed, 
and hatred that they could never recognize the path which is subtle, deep, and hard to grasp. However, in the story, Brahma Shamapati convinced him, arguing that at least some will understand it. The Buddha relented and agreed to teach. After his awakening, the Buddha met Tapasua and Balaka, two merchant brothers from the city of Balkh, in which is currently Afghanistan, who became his first lay disciples. It is said each was given hairs from his head, which are now claimed to be enshrined as relics in the Shrey Dagon Dragon Temple in Rangoon, Burma. The Buddha intended to visit Asita and his former teachers, Alara Kalama and Udaka Ramputa, to explain his findings, but sadly, they had already died. Then he traveled to the deer park near Varanasu in northern India, where he set in motion what Buddhists call the Wheel of Dharma by delivering his first sermon to the five companions with whom he had sought enlightenment. Together with him, they formed the first Sangha, the company of Buddhist monks. All five became Arahants, and within the first two months, with conversion of Yasa and 54 of his friends, the numbers of such Arahants is said to have grown to 60. The conversion of three brothers named Kasapa followed, with their reputed 200, 300, and 500 disciples respectively. This swelled the Sangha to more than a thousand people. For the remaining 45 years of his life, Buddha is said to have traveled in the Gangetic Plain in what is now Uttar Pradesh, Bihar, and southern Nepal, teaching a diverse range of people, from nobles to servants, murderers such as Anglumalila, and cannibals such as Alavaka. Although the Buddha's language remains unknown, it is likely that he taught in one or more of a variety of closely related Middle Indo-Aryan dialects, of which Pali might be a standardization. The Sangha traveled through the subcontinent, expounding the Dharma. This continued throughout the year, except during the four months of the Vasa rainy season, when aesthetics, ascetics of all religions rarely traveled. One reason was that it was more difficult to do so without causing harm to animal life. At this time of year, the Sangha would retreat to monasteries, public parks or forests, where people would come to them. The first vasana was spent at Varasanasi, where the Sangha was formed. After this, the Buddha kept a promise to travel to Rajagaha, capital of Magadha, to visit King Bimbarasara, 
During this visit, Sariputta and Ma Galyana were converted by Asaji, one of the first five disciples, after which they were to become the Buddhist two foremost followers. The Buddha spent the next three seasons at Viluvna Bamboo Grove Monastery in Rajagaha, capital of Magadaha. Upon hearing of his son's awakening, King Sudahana sent over a period 10 delegations to ask him to return to Kaplavastu. On the first nine occasions, the delegates failed to deliver the message and instead joined the Sangha to become Arahats. The 10th delegation led by Kuladai, a childhood friend of Gautama's, who also became an Arahant, however, delivered the message. Now, two years after his awakening, the Buddha agreed to return and made a two-month journey by foot to Kalapastuva, teaching the Dharma as he went. At his return, the royal palace prepared a midday meal, but the Sangha was making an alms around in Kalapastuva. Hearing this, Sudahana approached his son, the Buddha, saying, Ours is a warrior lineage of Mamasasa, and not a single warrior has gone seeking alms. The Buddha is said to have replied, That it is not the custom of your royal lineage, but is the custom of my Buddha lineage. Several thousands of Buddhas have gone by seeking alms. Buddhist texts say that Sudhadana invited the Sangha into the palace for a meal, followed by a Dharma talk. After this, he is said to have become a Sotapanya. During the visit, many members of the royal family joined the Sangha. The Buddha's cousin, Ananda, and Anrudaha became two of his five chief disciples. At the age of seven, his son, Rahula, also joined and became one of his ten chief disciples. His half-brother, Nanda, also joined and became an Arahant. Of the Buddhist disciples, Sariputta, Madhagalayana, Mahakasyapa, Anada, and Anaruda are believed to have been the five closest to him. His ten foremost disciples were purely completed by the quintet of Upali, Sipati, Ruhala, his son, Mahakanaka, and Puna. In the fifth fasana, the Buddha was staying at Mahavana near Vasilya, where he heard news of the impending death of his father. He is said to have gone to Siddhodana and taught him the Dharma, after which his father became an Arahant. The king's death and cremation was to inspire the creation of an order of nuns. 
Buddhist texts record that the Buddha was reluctant to ordain women. His foster mother, Maha Pajapati, for example, approached him asking to join the Sangha, but he refused. Maha Pajapati, however, was so intent on the path of awakening that she led a group of royal Sakyan and Kolyan ladies, which followed the Sangha on a long journey to Rajagaha. In time, after Anada championed their cause, the Buddha is said to have reconsidered and, five years after the formation of the Sangha, agreed to the ordination of women as nuns. He reasoned that males and females have an equal capacity for awakening, but he gave women additional rules to follow. According to the Mahaparina Abhayana Sutta of the Pali Canon, at the age of 80, the Buddha announced that he would soon reach Parinavarna, or the final deathless state, and abandon his earthly body. After this, the Buddha ate his last meal, which he had received as an offering from a blacksmith named Kunda. Falling violently ill, Buddha instructed his attendant, Ananda, to conceive Kunda that the meal eaten at his place had nothing to do with his passing and that his meal would be a source of the greatest merit as it provided the last meal for the Buddha. It is argued that the Buddha died of mesenteric infarction, a symptom of old age, old age rather than food poisoning. The precise contents of the Buddha's final meal are not clear due to variant scriptural traditions and ambiguity over the translation of certain significant terms. The Theravada tradition generally believes that the Buddha was offered some kind of pork, while the Mayahayan tradition believes that the Buddha consumed some sort of truffle or other mushroom. These may reflect the different traditional views of Buddhist vegetarianism and the precepts for monks and nuns. Some suggest that the Theravadins would take Sukhamaradava, the contents of the Buddha's last meal, which can translate literally to pig soft, meaning soft flesh of a pig or pig soft food, that is, a soft food favored by pigs assumed to be a truffle. It is also argued that plant names tend to be local and dialectical, and there are several plants to known to have pig as part of their name. And as Pali Buddhism developed in an area remote from the Buddha's death, it easily could have been a type of plant whose local name was known to those in the Pali regions. Specifically, local writers writing soon after the Buddha's death knew more about their floral than the Theravadin commentator who lived hundreds of years and hundreds of kilometers remote in time and space 
from the events described. Unaware that it may have been a local plant name and with no Theravidin prohibition against eating animal flesh, Theravadins would not have questioned the Buddha eating meat and interpreted the term accordingly. According to Buddhist tradition, the Buddha died at Kunsara, which is present-day Kushingar, India, which became a pilgrimage, pilgrimage center. Anada protested that the Buddha's decision to enter Paranivarna in the abandoned jungles of Kusinara of the Mala Kingdom. The Buddha, however, is said to have reminded Anada how Kushinara was a land once ruled by righteous, wheel-turning king and the appropriate place for him to die. The Buddha then asked all the attendant bhikkhus to clarify any doubts or questions they had and cleared them all in a way which others could not do. They had none. According to Buddhist scriptures, he then entered Paranivarna. The Buddha's final words are reported to have been, all composite things are perishable. Strive for your own liberation with diligence. His body was cremated and the relics were placed in monuments or stupas, some of which were believed to have survived until present. For example, the Temple of the Tooth or the Dalada Malagwala in Sri Rankala is the place where what some believe to be the relic of the right tooth of Buddha is kept at present. According to the Pali Historical Chronicles of Sri Lanka, the Daiparmasa and Mahasara, the coronation of Emperor Asoka, is 200 years after the death of the Buddha. According to two text records in Chinese, the coronation of Emperor Asoka is 116 years after the death of the Buddha. Therefore, the time of Buddha's passing is either 486 BC, according to Theravada record, or 383 BC, according to Mahayana record. However, the actual date traditionally accepted as the date of the Buddha's death in the Theravada countries is 544 or 545 BC because of the reign of the Emperor Asoka was traditionally reckoned to be about 60 years earlier than current estimates. In Burmese Buddhist tradition, the date of the Buddha's death is May 13th, 544 BC, whereas in Thai tradition, the date of the Buddha's death is March 11th, 
545 BC. At his death, the Buddha is famously believed to have told his disciples to follow no leader. journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.